Buenos dias. Welcome back to another episode of Kitchen Expeditions. Today we're talking about enchiladas. Tonight I smoked the enchiladas on the smoker. And that part actually, was, I thought it was pretty good. What did you think? It was pretty good. We've never done it like that before. So it's a different taste to it. But it was still pretty good. It definitely was different. You could notice a difference. Yeah. It. I did kind of mess up the sauce a little bit. It was very salty. Well, yeah, I'm the one that usually does all the seasoning prep while you're getting the other stuff ready. Yeah, way to throw me under the bus. It's my job, I'm your wife. That it is. <laughs> so we cooked enchiladas tonight for dinner, uh, specifically so we could record this. And, oh, how do we do this? This was one of the first things that we cooked. We started this one in Germany. Yeah. It was when our, right after our landlord... When his wife when got his, real bad. Yeah, yeah. And our, we started help kind of with food on him and. Yeah, our landlord's our landlord's wife, uh, she had some kind of cancer and was on death's door, and so we cooked these and gave him some, and he came over and said, "I don't like enchiladas," but that was very good. Yeah, his son even was against enchiladas, mm-hmm. but loved them. Yeah. Yep, and then just about everybody, even Julio, said mm-hmm. that they were incredible. So this recipe is definitely a winner. Um, everybody that's had this has absolutely loved it and said we need to open a restaurant and serve these. <laughs> we get that a lot for our meals that we cook, even with if it's a fluke meal and we haven't been able to get yes. it back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we have a lot of those one-time wonders, one-hit wonders. Uh, so this is kind of a, a two, maybe three-part recipe. Uh, the sauce is what you need to start first, and that's where most of the ingredients are. A lot of the spices and seasonings go into the sauce. Uh, so we'll go ahead and run through the ingredients for what you're going to need for the sauce and then we'll talk about how to actually make the sauce so this enchilada sauce requires a lot of things and I'm sure it's probably not authentic Mexican cuisine but my biased opinion I get enchiladas every time we go to a Mexican place yeah that's one of your favorite things to get and I have not found any that are even comparable to how this comes out. Yeah, they lack a lot of flavor. They do. So, number one is cumin. We have a crap load of cumin in our cabinet. Like four or five jars. <laughs> we, we have so much cumin, we could open up a cumin dealership and sell them like used cars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you need one and one-fourth teaspoon of cumin. So all of the, the dry seasonings, I like to mix them together in a bowl, blend it up real good. Um, 
a tablespoon of salt. I think, I think tonight I trusted the internet because I accidentally used a teaspoon. And then I got on the internet and I looked it up and it said that three teaspoons equals one tablespoon. So I put three teaspoons of salt in there. You messed up my recipe. Yeah, I'm good at that. I've got skills. <laughs> but you have to go by what we go with. Yeah, well, I messed up, okay? <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> uh, so, one tablespoon of salt, one tablespoon of pepper, one clove of garlic, uh, finely minced or run through a garlic press. You can add two if you want. You can add four if you want. Uh, it doesn't really matter. One time we had too much garlic in one thing, but I don't remember what that was. Oh, that was a while ago. I don't it wasn't remember. that long ago. But too much garlic really isn't... It's almost an impossible thing to happen. Uh, so you'll need one clove of garlic, a half a teaspoon of paprika, one box of chicken stock. And you want to get the low sodium. The low sodium... Um, 32-ounce chicken stock. It doesn't really matter what brand, whatever you like. Uh, we usually get the Swanson's. You can get the more expensive organic stuff. You can get the cheaper store brand stuff. We've not noticed a difference, have we? No, we've even used the canned stuff before. And... Yeah, it, I think one time we even took the... We even made it from bouillon cubes. And that was not... Don't do that. That's too salty. It is obscenely salty. Uh, so you got your half a teaspoon of paprika, the one box of chicken stock. And you want the stock, not the broth. Uh, there's not much of a difference, but you do get a little bit more flavor out of the stock versus the broth. Uh, the large can of crushed tomatoes. As much as we really like using our own stuff or local stuff this is just kind of one of those things where we don't care yeah i mean we're, i'm gonna try and do some crushing this year on the tomatoes and do some experiments on them because we're gonna be growing a lot yeah we're gonna have about what 24 tomato plants something like that yeah so experimenting this year on canning tomatoes but otherwise we get the large can crushed tomatoes to go for this. And this is the only time we ever get this tomato, crushed tomato stuff. It's the only time we buy anything canned tomatoes except for paste. Yeah. Which then we can even make that this year because we'll have a lot of tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. We can definitely work on that. Uh, and then, so you've got the large can of crushed tomatoes, a half of a teaspoon of cayenne pepper. A quarter of a cup of flour and one and three quarters of a teaspoon of chili powder. This is something that every time we've cooked this, and we've cooked it many, many times, but the way it's written down here on our recipe card, how, how was that written, dear? I left the teaspoon out. It was written one and three-fourths chili powder. <laughs> and for six years... <laughs> 
every time we've cooked this, I've asked, is this teaspoon or tablespoon? I don't know. Right? No, I tell you it's Probably teaspoon. teaspoon. Probably teaspoon. No, I tell you teaspoon every time because if we use the tablespoon, our kids will not eat it because it will be too spicy for them. And you know our daughter does not do well with spice. Yeah, black pepper is too spicy for her. <laughs> so now here, our card is written in blue. And I see some nice black letters that say teaspoon. <laughs> so I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. And so uh, to start this sauce, you take all these dry ingredients, the cumin, the salt, the pepper... Paprika, the cayenne pepper, and the powder, the chili powder. Mix them all together in a bowl, set that aside. Now, I'm the sauce guy. I do all of the sauces. And I don't know if that's just because I'm good at it or because I like doing it. Well, while you're doing the sauces, I do the other stuff. She gets everything else ready and makes it easy to go later on. Yeah. Like with this recipe, while you're doing the sauce, I do the meat and get that all worked out. Because yeah. the sauce takes an hour to cook. Yeah, it does. Okay, so you want to put one half of a cup of chicken stock in a pan. You can set it to warm up. I think, what well, today I did it with the chicken stock almost boiling and the sauce actually thickens up nicely. Yeah, you need the you need the stock uh, warm to make the the slurry that you're gonna use, which is putting the flour in the stock and making the slurry to thicken up. See, I didn't even do a slurry today. Yeah, you did. Well, I started it that way instead of adding it in like we have done before. No, you always start the slurry first. See. Well, yeah, I can read that, but normally that's done on the side. No. Okay. So, <laughs> put a half of a cup of chicken stock in a pan. And you need like a, a, a medium to large saucepan for this. Because it makes quite a bit. So, I added... I poured the, the chicken stock in there. Got it going nice and warm. Not quite boiling. And then I added the quarter cup of flour and then because you don't want to scratch up your nice non-stick pans use a whisk. whisk that has the rubber all around it so you don't scratch it up and then just beat it up until it's like a paste it'll happen it kind of takes a little bit but you get it you get it looking pasty and have to beat it out of the center of the whisk so once you get there go ahead and add the rest of your chicken stock and then dump your bowl of your spices all of your spices in there and crush the garlic into it open up that can of crushed tomatoes dump it all in there don't drain it just dump it in there mix it up and then it's going to cook for about an hour give or take 15 minutes probably. And you want to keep stirring it every so often. A film is going to develop at the top. That's all right. Just mix it up. 
keep keep some temperature going on it so it doesn't get nasty but you can reduce it down to a low simmer so it's just kind of bubbling a little bit and you'll be all right and just keep that going for about an hour and that sauce is going to thicken up from a water-like consistency to something a little thicker than soup yeah barely most of the time it's still pretty liquidy yeah but today i think because of how i started it and we disagree on how i started it and how we normally start it but i'm well usually i start that part and then i let you take over the rest okay i well but i was out doing something else so you started ahead of me yep so i did it and did it right (laughs) (laughs) sure we'll go with that um so add in the crushed tomatoes Mix it up, cook it for an hour, stir occasionally. Uh, keep it going. You don't you don't want it to burn. And then, so that that's going to be the first part. And that's completely separate from everything else. I'm sure you've had enchiladas before. You've got a tortilla covered in sauce and cheese and olives and good things. And then inside is your meat. And some cheese if it's properly done. And now Liz is going to tell you how we do the meat. So we start out with a pound and a half. You can go two pounds. Ours range. That's why why we were short today. See? Because we did one pound. Yeah. And normally we do one and a half. We were short on meat. Yeah. Um, You cook it. And then, once you get it cooked, you will add chopped onions to it, and we just use one large, medium to large onion, and then three cloves of garlic. We cook that in there, and you cook it until it's nice and tender, and then a little salt and pepper, which... We didn't do this time either. Unless you did it while I was out. No, I didn't. Um, after it is cooked, we actually put ours through the food processor and we make it into more of a paste kind of thing. Yeah, this is, this is one of the things that people typically have a... When somebody's had it, they have a hard time figuring out how we get it to that restaurant consistency. Yeah, we we don't like when the meat is cuz every time comfy. you go out and you get beef enchiladas, it's it's I hate to say paste like because that sounds gross. Yeah, but I don't know another way to put it because it's blended into a nice thickness. Yeah. Um as you run it through the fruit food processor it chops it up really really fine and then you can spread it on there and it's just just the way they come out when you get them at the restaurant and a lot of people you'll amaze people with that if you do that at home nobody will know how you did it unless they watch you do it yeah um once we get it through the processor um We put tortillas on one plate, and that goes to Wayne. And then I have an empty plate. From there, 
we take a tortilla and Wayne will put the enchilada sauce on the inside of the tortilla. It gives it a lot more flavor having that sauce on the inside of the tortilla. And it helps seal the tortilla shut for when we go and put it in the pan. Um, after that, he puts it on my plate and then I put the ground beef mixture and the cheese on there. Roll it up and we put it in a pan. Now the pan, we actually have a glass pan and we put the enchilada sauce on the bottom so that the stuff doesn't stick to the bottom. But even, even if it's not stuck and you're me... You still ruin it. I still ruin it pulling it out like I did today. <laughs> and every single other time I've ever tried to pull it out. And then you come to me and then I save it. Yes. She is the one that saves things and makes things nice. And the only reason that I don't end up with a pile of sloppy goop on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> um... And our recipe for this makes one about, and a half? About uh, one, one rectangle, 8 by 11, I think, or 8 by 10, whatever size it is, tray. And then, and then usually small square one. one of the 8 by 8 trays, yeah. Um, after we get all the tortillas put in there... We cover it with the rest of the enchilada sauce. We add black olives and then cheese on top of that. Cover it and pop it in the oven at 350 for 30 minutes. Now, and what it's we, covered. What we did different with that today because it's, it's springtime, summertime. And uh, it's getting hot. Tomorrow's supposed to be pretty warm. And I thought, you know, I really don't want to heat up the house, even though I'm going to be working. I won't be here, but I didn't want to heat up the house. So I thought, well, what if we cook it? What if we cook it on the smoker? It can work like an oven. I cook pizzas on it, frozen pizzas quite a bit. So we stuck it out there, got the, got the smoker going at 350 degrees. Left it uncovered for a little bit, I think probably 15 minutes, and then put foil on it and let it cook another, it was too long, uh, it was probably another half hour, 40 minutes, mm. 30, 40 minutes that it cooked. But it still wasn't overcooked, I mean, it's... No, it wasn't, it wasn't overdone. Um, and then once... Once the cheese melted after about 15 minutes, then I covered it with foil and just let it cook out until we pulled it off and then we ate and it was good. Uh, it was salty because we didn't have the low sodium chicken stock and I probably put too much salt in the sauce. Probably. Probably. I'm not going to admit guilt. <laughs> Would say that you put too much salt in it. I've I've been through survival training and stuff and never admit guilt. 
Well, can be I'm used blaming as, you. It can be used as propaganda against you. I'm blaming you anyways. I am not accepting responsibility. <laughs> could have been the hamburger. The hamburger could have had too much salt in it. We oh. don't know. Oh, the hamburger I didn't put salt in. We've never opened that package before. How do you know that package was not salted before it was packaged? You cannot salt raw meat. Maybe they tried to turn it into jerky and then forgot and mixed it up and packaged it it, and it ended up in our freezer. I doubt it. Could have (laughs) happened. I doubt it. Doubtful but possible. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Anything is possible. (laughs) Okay. Okay. We'll We'll just say that. All right. I win again. <laughs> you rarely win. <laughs> and then, so you pull out your enchiladas if you want. We were going to do rice and beans with it, but that didn't happen. I forgot. Yeah, we we didn't really forget because we talked about it when we started. Yeah, but the rice I was going to cook. We got busy with the pigs running around and the chickens and yeah, the pigs kids going kept... crazy and really forgot about it. Yeah, the pigs kept coming into the front yard. Yeah, we just planted a bunch of herbals in the in front of the house, and the pigs kept wanting to get to it. And then the dog wanted to get to the pigs, and yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was an exciting exciting dinner cook. Uh, what else do you have to add? Anything? No, that's our recipe for it. I mean. We did a little bit different this time on the smoker part, and yeah. Uh, next time we said we're going to try it with uh, chicken. Yep, we've we've tried enchiladas with chicken a couple of times before, but the chicken just doesn't come out flavorful. We have to figure out a way to get the chicken to have flavor to be able to do it. Yes. Yeah, so if you're listening to this and you know how to make chicken actually taste good with Mexican seasoning in it, uh, please let me know. We need to like marinate it or something. we got to get that flavor deep in there because I'm not a fan of just skin-deep flavor. No, we like a lot of flavor into our foods. And that's really the key to good food is flavoring every bit of it. Yeah. Flavor every level. As we learned with the joppy rice. That and then the uh, fried uh, shit. I forgot what you what you made that was fried. That was really good. Fried. You fried something. It was the first time you did it with the duck eggs. Oh, um, it wasn't the catfish. It was, oh, the, um, the other fish when your dad was here, the, um, yes. cod. Yeah. We'll, we'll do something on frying stuff later because we finally, after years of being let down, we finally figured out how to do it. Yeah. Without it falling apart and tasting poopy. Anyway, hope you enjoyed these enchiladas. We welcome any feedback and questions and suggestions. Have a great evening.